0: CHAPTER 15 Morphing power is a wonderful tool. It allows Andalites to pass among many different species. It makes us the greatest spies in the galaxy. But it has an awful drawback. You see, if you stay more than two hours and morph, you stay there forever. You become a Nothlet, an Andalite living out his life in a different body. That was my greatest fear as the hork controllers led me to a maglev train car. The subvisor commandeered the train car. He ordered everyone else off. I stood there, helpless, surrounded, as the maglev car shot away from the platform. It wound its way through the maze of ship cradles, through the construction workers who were busy building up the might of the Yurk Empire. The Yurk subvisor said nothing. He seemed almost bored. He slouched his horkbedier body and watched the passing sights gloomily. I watched him as well as I could with my taxon eyes. A subvisser is a high rank. I remembered that from the basic training classes where they taught us about the Yerk foe. At the top of the Yerk Empire is the Council of Thirteen. One of those Thirteen is Emperor, but no one knows which one. It's a closely guarded secret. The Yircs fear assassination. Just below the Council of Thirteen are the Vissars. They are the generals of the Yerk military." They are numbered according to their power and importance. Visser 1 would be the most powerful, on down through viscer 40 or so. A sub is like a colonel. Very powerful, especially if he has a low number like 7. But not a viscer yet. The sub spoke.
1: So, Andalite, how long have you been in this morph?
0: I had to stop myself from crying aloud. He knew. He knew I was an Andalite. No, Wait, maybe he didn't know. Maybe he was trying to trick me. So I would swish I said. I didn't know what it meant. The taxon body had taxon instincts, but not a taxon's life learning, so I couldn't speak the taxon language. But maybe the subviscer couldn't either. He'd been speaking Gallard so far, the language of interstellar trade and commerce. It was the language many races had learned back when the galaxy was at peace. It was used to communicate between different species. The subvisor looked at me with the slitted Hork-Bajir eyes.
1: Don't waste that snake speak on me. If you're one of us, you'll be able to speak Gallard.
0: Was this another trap? Could taxon controllers speak Gallard? Was it even possible for them, with their strange mouths? I didn't know. I had no experience speaking with sounds. And even though I still had the translator chip in my head, it could not interface with my taxon brain. What could I do? The subvisor laughed.
1: <laughs> so, you want to resist me? Good, I need the entertainment. It's rather dull, being in charge of security for this sector. I suppose you're one of the rebels. One of those mountain taxons who refuse to join the Empire. Well, we'll get to the truth quickly enough.
0: Mountain taxons? Rebels? I was so surprised I temporarily forgot to be terrified. There were still taxons resisting the Yerks? This would be huge news to my people. We'd assumed all the taxons had accepted Yerk rule in exchange for promises of fresh, unusual means. The train car was riding a hundred feet off the dismal plain now, just getting beyond the outskirts of the spaceport. Through the window I could actually see the cradled Skritna ship as we zipped past. I hoped Alaran and Arbron had made it there. I hoped they would complete the mission. Because it didn't look as if I would be there to help them. Then, suddenly, the train car veered sharply left, and I saw a mound, almost a small mountain. It was maybe two or three hundred feet high. Nothing but a slag heap of dirt excavated from the construction of ship cradles, really. But it seethed. There were holes everywhere, holes the size of a taxon. Taxons were crawling in and out of the holes, Their pulsating worm bodies would slither and wallow into the mound. Others would emerge, seeming almost to blink with their foul red mouths. Rebels are just fresh meat, Subvistar Seven said calmly. But being a
1: taxon, you understand. Any rebels we catch go to feed loyal taxons. It's sad, really, but I have no choice. It's one of the idiotic regulations I have to deal with. It's all part of our deal with the taxons. Any suspect taxon is turned over to loyal taxons for interrogation. Of course, taxons don't really interrogate. They don't have the patience for it. They ask one or two questions, then... Well,
0: then it's dinner time. I must have quivered in terror... The subvisor grinned a Horkbegir grin.
1: Of course, you could tell me why you're here and what your mission really is, Andalite. You'll still be executed, of course, but I can make it painless much better than being eaten alive.
0: He did know what I was. He'd been toying with me. He knew I was an Andalite. But I sensed he was telling the truth. I could either confess and demorph or die the death the Taxon Controllers would inflict. This is what it had come to. All my hopes of being a great hero. It all ended here, just this quickly. I felt sick down to my bones. How had everything gone so horribly wrong? But I couldn't tell the Yerks anything. The Jahar was still up in orbit. If I confessed, the two humans would be taken by the Yerks. Alaran and Arbron? who were probably still free, might be caught too. And there was the time matrix. The time matrix sat unnoticed in the Skritna ship just a mile from where we stood. And that could mean the end of all Andalites. I couldn't talk. I couldn't. The subvisor leaned close to me. He actually whispered.
1: There is one other possibility. This hork body I use is fine. But there are millions of hork controllers now. And what are my other choices? To go back to being a GED? Or to take a taxon body? No, thanks. I won't live with that taxon
0: hunger. The train plunged into the taxon hive. Darkness descended. In the darkness, my taxon eyes actually worked better. The sub horkbajir face was a shattered sparkling of tiny images to my taxon eyes. I could hear his heart beating faster. There is one
1: other possibility, Andalite. There
0: has never been
1: an Andalite controller. None of us has ever succeeded in capturing an Andalite alive. Your warriors use that nasty Andalite tail blade on themselves rather than be taken alive. He grinned. Such a waste. Really. See, I want to be the first to have an Andalite body. With that body, with the Andalite morphing power, I wouldn't remain a subviscer for long. I could be a full viscer.
0: An Andalite controller? This Yerk scum wanted to take over an Andalite body? I felt a wave of revulsion. A wave of revulsion that seemed to grow out of some deep insight, as if I had caught a glimpse of the future. I wasn't a mystic. I was in the military. But still, I felt a weird, unsettling sensation. I looked at the subvisor. I looked into his greedy, murderous eyes. And it was as if I could see him clearly. As if the veil of time was lifted. And I knew then I would not die. Not yet, at least. I knew it deep in my heart. Because I knew that in looking at this creature, this yerk, I was looking at my true, personal enemy.
1: "'Let me take that Andalite body,' he said. "'You'll live. It's the only way you'll live.'
0: "'My name is Elfangor Yerk,' I said. "'Remember the name. You'll be hearing it again. But you will never take me alive.' "'A pity,' the Yerk sneered. "'Stop the car!' he yelled to his hork "'Open the door.' The maglev train stopped smoothly. The door opened. We were on a track deep inside the taxon hive. There was a large open cavern around us, as if the hive was hollow at its core. And down below, perhaps twenty feet down, there was a seething mass of taxons. "'See them?' the subvisor asked. "'Taxons.
1: Not yerks. No.' Those are taxons in their natural state. Unimproved, you might say. As savage and bloodthirsty as any creature in the galaxy.
0: The taxons below spotted us above them. They raised their eternally hungry red mouths up to gape at us. They knew what was going to happen next. The hork surrounded me. I wanted to fight, but I had no weapons. There was nothing I could do. Throw him out. The visser said. The hork rushed at me. They pushed my sagging, flaccid flesh. I scrabbled desperately with my rows of cone legs, but it was useless. They rolled and shoved and slid me, helpless, to the door. And then I was falling.